Welcome back to another episode of NBA Betting. Here we want to talk about the Sixers and the Sixers odds. We're going deep dive with a few of these teams. Over under the Sixers is 50 and a half. Um, now, look, a lot of people, I, I, I don't get it, right? Oh, when you look at the predictions that have been coming out, most people have been, I think, uh, really high on, on a few teams. Right, let's name them. So I think people are high on Golden State. They repeated. Okay, that's fair. They're high on the Clippers. The Clippers arguably have two top ten players in the NBA. Gotta give them, gotta give them a chance. Um, and then the Nets is kind of the a high risk pick, right? They have three top twenty guys. If if they're all clicking, great. And they kind of complement each other. Wow, that's that's a bonus. But. You know, how confident are you that that click will be intact throughout the season? And the Bucks, I think, is, is, is a nice, safe, solid pick that a lot of people have, right? The Bucks, you know, arguably um, could have beat Boston last year had Middleton been, been healthy, right? So those are the obvious ones. But then you get the Sixers floating in there. Now, look, I get it. I just made the argument with the Clippers, top two top ten best players. Here's the big difference between the Clippers and the Sixers. Just take away the top two players on each team. So on the Clippers, if you take away George and Leonard, you're left with John Wall, who, look, I think he's back. The guy put up 26-7 and seven earlier this week. He's looking like a, a starting caliber point guard. He's, no, he's never going to be the same John Wall he was in Washington. But a lot of people poo-poo these former stars that get injury-riddled. And they're done. People look at, like, Blake Griffin. And they're like, all right, we're not going to hold out hope that these guys are going to return to any sense of what they were prior. And that's happened a lot. Like, that's totally fair, right? Particularly with, you know, really prime players. But Wall, you know, he doesn't shoot that much. He's still a big guard. He still gives you skills. He's still a good defender. So he's still giving you some bonus at at the one. And he's a smart player. Right? Like, Like, Darren Fox, you know, hopes to be John Wall. And people laud him. So... You know, you got John Wall, Nick Batum, uh, Terrence Mann, Brandon Boston's not bad, Morris, and then people forget they got Covington and Powell last year at the deadline. So a lineup of Zubak, Covington, what's called Nick Batum, Powell, Wall, those are five rotational guys who could start for most contending teams. And a lot of those guys are coming off the bench. They're Reggie Jackson, that's six. Luke Kennard, seven. So outside of the top two, they have seven strong rotational talents. That depth is great. Now let's contrast that with Philly. Okay, Philly's got Maxi, right? Great, fine, good, right? Uh, people look like he's going to take a step. Now look, Maxi's looked great in preseason. Uh, the question is, can he roll with Harden and Embiid? We're not sure, but but he's looked great in preseason. Embiid, here's the truth about Embiid, right? Embiid was miraculously healthy last year. I don't think that's an odds thing, right? I hate when teams are like, oh, you know, we had injuries last year, so we didn't do well. That's only an excuse if it was a rare injury, right? So, like, if a guy who's typically durable all of a sudden goes down, yeah, that's, you know, that's fair. But, you know, so Middleton, as an example, all right, listen, he didn't play in the playoffs. That's a big deal. That's kind of rare to not have one of your top two players in a playoff in a key pivotal playoff series. 
I mean, it's, it doesn't happen, you know, that often. It happens. It's happened more frequently, but not, you know, crazy amount. So that's a fair excuse. But Embiid was injured every year in his career. Pretty much, except for last year. He's been averaging about 55 games a season. So odds are he will get closer to 60 than 80. And last year was the anomaly. Now, Harden, you know, look, he's back in shape. I get it. He's not the same Harden. And that's a big difference, right? People are like, oh, it's still okay. Not really. My issue with Philly is they, didn't, they don't have a normal-looking rotation. If they had moved Tobias Harris uh, to kind of get a three-for-one type move, get guys that make more sense within the framework of the roster, we're, we're talking a different story here. Okay? But they, they did not do that. My issue with Harris, Harris needs to be a one- or two-usage guy in the unit to be successful. Now, if they're smart, you know, they work the rotation better. They bring Harris off the bench. Maybe start Niang. Right? So that's the other issue. Then people say, what about Tucker? Tucker's a great addition. Tucker's aging, and he is not a wing. That's a big... I always talk about this, right? It, it's important to know who your bigs and your wings are. Tucker is unique in his career. And the plus-minus bit of this out. He's been plus five or better on any roster he's been on where he plays the four. Once he moves to a wing, it, it's a flip. He's minus five. Because his advantages that he could defend bigger guys and shoot are advantages as a four. They're not advantages at, at the three. The three is going to be switched on to smaller wings who are going to run past him, particularly if he's, you know, aging, which he is. And his shooting isn't that unique either. Wings are going to come out at, at him when he's playing that position. So we have to stop thinking about just the player coming in and what slot he's going to be on the team. Now, look, Philadelphia is salvageable if they make the rotations right. Another big loss is Danny Green. You know, granted, I get they got melted, but I can make an argument that they would have been better off with Green. Green is a great fifth starter, meaning he's a low-usage starter who defends. And, and, you know, as I've referenced on prior pods, that that stat, he's in that stat, which is um, net difference for on-the-ball defense, right? When he's the -the on-the-ball defender at certain players, he prevents them from scoring significantly. Him and Gary Payton Jr. is on that list, Derek Jones Jr., etc., so the net net isn't great. They haven't figured out the Harden and Bede thing. Uh, and I don't love their death. I think there's a lot of reliance on guys like Furkan Korkmaz, Paul Reed off the bench. You know, Niang is fine. But, and look, it's fixable, okay? If they fix the rotation, this is absolutely salvageable. I, I didn't, Melton, I like Melton. I didn't think that was the guy they needed. They really missed Seth Curry, right? They need another, they need more shooting, okay? And Dana House Jr., let's not overrate these off-season pickups, Dana House Jr. and um, Montrose Harrell. Montrose Harrell was on the waiver wire. Like, nobody picked him up for a reason. He's a guy that puts up good numbers, nice little solid backup big, but let's not overrate it. And Dana House Jr. also similarly, right? He was also a waiver wire pickup. He, he, he's a thick shooter. You know, Maury liked him in Houston. Fine with, with, with Harden. Harden was a different player. Harden's not that guy anymore. So the teams I like in the East better, and again, if you're 50 and a half, that means we're pegging you at the 3-4 slot, right? And how confident are we that they're going to make that slot? So again, I, I say um, I have about a 40% chance that they're going to make the 4 or, or, or better, which tells me then that's an easy bet I'm not making. Because even if you're the 4th seed, there's a 50-50 slot, you're going to be in that 50 win range. Look, you got to like Milwaukee. Um, I like Brooklyn better. <laughs> I like Boston better, and I like Toronto better. 
And then I think there's also some sneaky teams that could jump up. You know, Cleveland can jump. I'm not so high in Cleveland, but it's I'm I they could jump. Chicago, if they work the rotations, is gonna go either super down or super up. Atlanta, right? Can have look, these teams have talent. Can have a surprisingly decent year. And again, what's good about the NBA is you have a lot of teams bunched up, right? You have a lot of teams in this in the East are gonna be between forty six and fifty three. Everyone's gonna be fighting for that one seed. West is similar. So I, I, I like the under. I, I think they actually have a disappointing season. Uh, and I'm, I'm here for it. I would definitely bet heavy on the under. And that's my take on the Philadelphia 76ers.